Hello and welcome to the Landmark Theatre's Q&A podcast. Today we'll hear director Claire Denis and actor Robert Pattinson discuss their new film, High Life, with Justin Chang from the LA Times. This Q&A was recorded at the Landmark in Los Angeles. Good evening, everyone. I am Justin Chang. I'm a film critic for the Los Angeles Times. Thank you for sticking around. We have a treat for you. Um, very pleased to be joined by someone who I think is one of the world's great filmmakers and also by uh, one of the best and most interesting actors working today. Please join me in welcoming the director, Claire Denis, and the actor, Robert Pattinson. so much for being here. Um, I uh, want to start by just asking, you know, I've read that you've said that this movie is not um, science fiction to you. Um, is, is that true or is it, a, can you explain that? Now that the question is uh, repeated many times, asking, ask me <laughs> many times, I, I, I realize it, it, it became like a, a sort of a, a motto, but I think it's not. It, it, what I wanted to say is I didn't want people to expect too much of what it is science fiction in many films today with all a lot of incredible special digital effect. And I thought it was a film about few people uh, with no alien, no no fight, and in in space, you know, um, that's all. I, I didn't want to say no, no, this is not. I wanted to not for people because when we first screened it in Toronto, Robert was there. Uh, wow, the first night I was. Uh, because I'm sure some people were expecting so much more, you know, uh, from fights and stars and <laughs> star. We have one. <laughs> uh, um, I was I was there and uh, I wasn't disappointed so at all. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I know that this idea for this movie came to you. You've been working on it for for some time. Um, I'm sure there were many reasons, but why why did it uh, take so long to come together? Um, first of all, the the proposal was made to me by an English producer to do a film in English, and it took me a little time to accept because I wanted to do it in English for a reason I could understand. For instance, uh, being in space, meaning to me, speaking American or Russian, you know. So, and and uh, this producer, Oliver Dungy, also mentioned, oh, Claire, I would like you so much to do a film about a femme fatale. And it's far from me, this sort of thing. So... I thought, well, in space, a femme fatale could be a little willow, in a way, you know? And um, it started like that, but then it took... 
it was a slow departure and then in French and then written in French and we had to translate it and then uh, a casting but then the budget was there six months and then suddenly it was not there anymore and it's as you have seen the credits it's so many co-producer yeah so it, it took a long time yeah and I, I have to say, Robert was very patient with us. Robert, I don't expect you to remember this at all, but um, we did a really quick interview before you were about to go shoot High Life in Poland. And you know, you were telling me about just you the joy. You were in Germany? What? You were not in Poland? No, in Cologne, yeah. Ah, in Cologne. I, I wasn't in the ah, Oh, sorry. I, I, I may be misremembering. Yeah, no. But you were talking about just, um, we were talking about just all the great directors you've worked with and Claire being one of them and just, you know, and your love for wa working your way through your DVD shelf. <laughs> and was she, I take it she was on that shelf already. Yeah, and, and you were familiar with her work. She was, she was a, late, a late arrival. To, I mean, I, I, I only really discovered Claire's work uh, when I was about 25, I think. Um, but yeah, it was an immediate, I think I was 25, 24, 25. And then uh, she was a, a, an immediate priority target. <laughs> Hunt, hunted. <laughs> was okay for me, you know? Yeah. What was it like um, meeting for the first time and deciding that this was, that? Robert was Monty. I, I, I have a, a great memory of the first time we met in, in LA, in a hotel. And it was a, I remember you were uh, wearing a sort of white t-shirt. I mean, you were whitish, I mean, pale. <laughs> and I was also very tired from the flight. And I thought I had it's the energy to meeting someone was not really in me. And I thought it was a little bit also at a distance. But maybe because of that it was easy to for me to realize that uh, I it was of course him he Nobody else, and I, everything I had said before uh, to the casting director was uh, foolish. <laughs> no, uh, I wanted someone this and that, and you know, it doesn't matter what you say to a casting director. Is um, there were some people I really were afraid of, but for other people. Um, you always have to good good reason. Yes, I want the, someone like this and like that because it's important for the film that the person is hopeless or whatever. And with Robert, I I met some someone exactly the opposite, younger and not hopeless, but. Um, who had no life almost. That's, that's, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like, I like that. You're right, it's, it's correct. 
No, no like you. Yeah. For Monte. Yeah, yeah. No, no like you had. <laughs> no. no. So what I is what I feel when I look in the mirror. No, you had a big life. You, no, I mean no, no, no. I mean, who had no life in the Monte's character in the vessel, mm. not Robert. <laughs> no. As opposed to him, I had no life. Yeah. we're talking about casting, um, there's so many great performances in this movie by Juliette Binoche and, and Andre Benjamin in particular. Um, talk about just, you, I, I know you, you choose your actors very carefully, just casting them and, and working with them. And I know you'd worked with Juliette, of course, on, on Let the Sunshine In already, so. Juliette was a, a sort of incident on, uh, we had, we did Cast. I had met here in LA too, um, Patricia Arquette, and I, I thought I would uh, like her to be the doctor, and and she accepted. But because of the delay, she could not uh, hold in time with us. And Juliette, I was in Cannes with Juliette for the other film, and she said um, she told me because I. I was moody and I said, if it's like that, I'm not going to shoot. And I know it was totally unfair because you had been waiting. But I was in a bad mood and she said, come on, it, don't make such a fuss about it. I will do it. I, I'm ready to do it. And it was very, very nice. <laughs> it's no way. I, I remember a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember in Cannes. This is one of the things I really got excited about shooting the movie. When we were in Cannes and Patricia, we just found out Patricia's dates couldn't work. And, uh, and no, it was a little bit afterwards and I was thinking, mm -mm. Like, and we kind of tried to find a replacement and then nothing was working. And Claire was just sitting in my room and I was like, have you found anyone yet? And she's like, well, you know, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but if not, we'll just do it with you and the baby. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember. I was like, really? I was like, thrilled. Yeah. I was thrilled. And you know what? This is true. Yeah. I had forgotten. And I would be so down to do that. that be, <laughs> there were, no, but the thing was that I immediately called all the producers, <laughs> saying, this is it, this is it, this is it. God, and they freaked out, you know? <laughs> because they thought, what is this new thing? Now she's going to make it. Uh, you know, they were terrified. <laughs> no, me, I would have loved. That'd be great. <laughs> and Jesse. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. Um. Jesse is the young actress with Willow growing up. Grown up. Mm. Uh, she's wonderful, and, and the baby is amazing, too, really. Yeah. Yeah. The, the she's casting. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, it's his choice. And, and no, it's true. It's true. We we were. Uh, you you mentioned you do casting very carefully, and for me it's weird because casting carefully it's as if I was searching, you know, with care. No, I think casting it's a strange thing. Is uh, you meet someone and it's it. That's it. You know, you or. You, you meet someone and you know it will never work. It's not right for the film. There is nothing 
more important that carefully, I think, no, is uh, on the spot, just like that, like I did with Mia Gott. I met her like two minutes and I said, I don't, André, I, I, I knew him um, and I wanted, but I, I mean, casting is not a question of, um, when you do a cake, you have this amount of sugar, this amount of uh, flour, this um, No, it, it's something, it, it goes or not. Well, and throughout your films, you've worked with so many of the same actors again and, and again. And I think it's the same for actors. Yeah. They also, we feel, I mean, it's carefully is a strange word in, 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 in a way because we are not careful. We are daring sometimes, I think, no? Yeah. <laughs> no, you look at me uh, with... Oh. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> um, well, and speaking of daring, um, I guess I should just come right on and um, ask about the... I don't mean it's daring to... That's why I was looking at me. Sure. Daring to choose Robert. But it's... it's Carefully means we take no risk, you know, and it's the opposite. It's, it's so good to... That's it, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you've worked with so many of the same actors again and again, it's sometimes you find an actor that you love and is it just, they're the one and yeah. you want to keep working with them. Yeah. yeah. I've got to keep Robert for uh, 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, don't be afraid. <laughs> no, no. I, the thing is with the actor in France I work with, it's because I am, maybe I'm lazy, but once you like someone, why try to like some other person, you know? <laughs> no, it's so better to do one more run and then maybe another one. I, I think with Alex Descas, I work seven or eight times, you know? And Isabel, we still have projects going on, but Isabelle Huppert, since White Material, but she's working so much, it's, it's hard to find a little space. Oh. No, it's, uh, it's, it's great to not to think each film, I don't think um, each film need uh, a re no, it's uh, it's the same. It has to be something of the same, I guess. Not the same film, but same feelings. And Robert, what is it? I know it's it's can the effect of Claire's films is so <laughs> remarkable, unique. But what is what is her method like? What is the process like to the degree that it can be even be expressed? Method. Yes. <laughs> Not method in the sense of method act, but just the, 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 and especially something like this where the the movie is about an experiment. It's about, you know, this, and, and it, yeah, this enclosed experiment. And what is, you know, what was that like? 
Uh, I think you. <laughs> I'm just going to steal your answer from yesterday. Uh, well, if I can uh, remember it properly. But I, I think she definitely. I think one of the the things which I think are the most important about a director and which really work for a whole group of actors anyway is just being able to really make everyone. It sounds pretty basic, but it's really difficult to do. But being able to make everyone just feel that they're very much part of the same journey, and it's more. It's an interpersonal skill just as well as. You know, there's a mm. there's a director, the skill of the director, but it's actually like you have a. It's just something about your personality that's very pervasive into the room, and and uh, I think there's the tone of the movie. That's that's your personality on set. Like it's you could feel it was. It's not like I was surprised when I saw the movie afterwards. It felt like that in person, um, and. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's just a, it's a unique ability. But um, you know, there's there's no other filmmaker who makes movies like Clan. That's kind of it's you've got an aura. I have to say, it's nothing I I do uh, consciously. I am like that in in a way, very um, unable to be a conceptual person. You know, it has to be what I feel. And what I feel not alone with what I feel with the DP, um, with the musician, of course with the actors, and like the set, like the when we start the film, the set was not completely finished, and every morning I was like uh, having a face screaming, like th 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 it was not. You know, it, it, everything should be familiar, really, you know. And in after five days, four days, thanks to our baby, the, the set became the place we used to... I, I start working in one of the rooms. You were um, laying in the bed with the baby. I mean, it became a place where also uh, DP was um, uh, programming all his lights. So it became a place with, um, it's not like a location, but it's not far from a real place. Thanks to the baby, I think. She creates something immediately because every, everything was made for her for her not to cry, for her to be able to sleep without falling. We tried to build a cradle for four days and it was impossible because it was too ugly or too dangerous. <laughs> but all these things are in the film in a way, I'm sure. And I wanted to ask about the, the set and the, the design of the ship which is so uh, wonderful and um, just the way it looks like a prison from the out and it also looks like a, 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 box. a box you know <laughs> and um, and just how it is so not the the, the very kind of sterile slick uh, uh, kind of environment that we would expect necessarily from from the from this genre or, or whatnot so yeah we're just about that the realism of the the environment Robert explained very well what, what he felt when we, you visit the European Space Center. 
I can speak. <laughs> no, because you, you do it very well. Oh, God, don't set me up like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, no, I mean, there's this, I, I like the kind of, if you go, you, I think when you watch a sci-fi movie, the, the spaceships always seem, there's some, there's some sort of incredibly advanced technology, and, and, it also, and it kind of goes into the aesthetic as well. But even when you see the, the International Space Station, it's so rudimentary, it's so functional. It, it just looks like a fishing trawler or something inside. I mean, even even the uh, um, the kind of uh, uh, what do you even call it? Like the dials and stuff. Yeah, and the, the way monitor. it's all covered with materials. Yeah, you know, it's they sleep in sleeping bags. Mm. Like it's like it's mm. nothing particularly. You know, considering that is the highest level of technology, it mm. looks like it looks like a pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, they explain to us. The Scottish cosmonaut, you remember Tim, his name? He, he explained to us that also it was better because they knew they could repair it. You know, they could repair everything. Um, like this commandant who was repairing the toilet every day. You know, it, it, it is better and more secure to be, uh, to have. Um, a technique that they can still transform, uh, ameliorate, I don't know. I think it's um, certainly real that they don't need a, too much of... Uh, the technology, technology is very advanced in a way, but it, it has to be touchable, simple, you know? Like in a kitchen. You know, if you, uh, I don't know. I love to to be able to visit this place. Yeah, it was. I always remember near the sleeping bag there is this little thing to put the toothbrush. You know, I mean, little details like that are great. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask if I may about. The fuck box. Um, <laughs> what was the just? I guess uh, just as that scene is so is so mesmerizing, and just what was it like shooting that when with with Juliet and um, and just conceptualizing that scene in that location or that installation. I don't know. I uh, it, it there was things like that that were in in the script important, like the garden like the sh shape, the corridor, the ladder, the locker room, things like that, I, I, I had in mind. Um, it was very important. And I, I thought I, need, I needed the, the idea that they could, because they were so close together, living together, there should be a place where they could either dream or masturbate, but alone, with a closed door, you know? Not to be uh, watched by all the other. And that's how it starts, that box. Mm. And I think Juliette, uh, she too. <laughs> no, I, Juliette, 
she really um, fell for it. She, <laughs> she was uh, that day, uh, because we were only three, Yorick and me, the sound was exterior, and uh, we had the playback of the music. Juliette never wanted to stop, you know, she was like, uh, she was like so strong. I, I was amazed, you know. <laughs> no, she is so beautiful in that scene. But she's like a giant in, in, in the mythology, you know. She's almost no more human apart from the scar. I think we have time for a few questions. Yeah, oh, just one, two, two questions. All right. Um, sure, right here in the front. Sorry. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to thank you for your chocolate because it's resonated with a lot of us for so many years. Um, my question is how you your conversation with Oliver went, and a collaboration with an artist this time, or not another director, and how that changed the film. You mean an artist like Olafur? It was an idea of uh, this Oliver Dungey, the, the, the English producer who, who asked me if I wanted to do. He, one day we were speaking about the light and, and the space, and he, he mentioned we should go and visit Olafur in, in Denmark. And then Olafur. Uh, was very interested, is very interested in the black hole at that time. And he was also interested to meet Aurélien Barreau, the astrophysician I was working with. So we end up all in Berlin in his uh, studio. And I realized that the shape of the black hole, um, Olafur wanted to propose us was maybe too elaborate for for me and and I don't know how I could have used those beautiful shapes and I I knew the famous yellow light and I told him this light this is it for me this is nothing else because I've read that in the end, when you reach the end, the singularity and the black hole, there is no nothing but uh, everything ends, you know? Not death, but a sort of uh, eternity moment, you know? So I thought it was the best way to do it without a lot of special effect with you in it, not in against green scene, you know? Uh, in that yellow light, actually, you were in that yellow light, and this yellow light I like because she, it it's a light that is contains sodium and chrome, and it discolors the skin, so it transforms all the colors. And I thought it's great to go into a place where the colors are, are changed. It, it, it's magic in a way, you know. And and that's how we we did it. Time for one more. Yeah. Oh, I'll go to you. Yeah. yeah um, Sorry. Question for Rob. Uh, was there a particular film that you saw that carried your 
the third time. So is there, is there something about you know, what you're talking about that you know? Uh, I mean, the first one I saw was white material, and then and I kind of I'm always attracted to directors which if they make a movie which seems very self-contained, it doesn't feel like. Um, I felt I felt I felt like that world was very very fully realized, and I could. It felt like you could turn the camera in any direction, and it would still exist. It didn't just feel like it was just exist. It just the only thing that existed were the scenes. Um, I think that makes performances a lot better as well. Um, um, but then, I think probably Beau Travai was. I hadn't done really anything which was very uh, kind of sensual. And I wanted to do like I love that movie so much, and I kind of, and even you know, on the page when I saw highlights, it didn't really seem like. I mean, I guess there, there are a lot of things about bodies and stuff, but um, but quite it was pretty open to interpretation. But I mean, I wanted to do something which was, if if you could, if if the director's looking for you to be able to use your body, then um, you'll probably be able to get something of that into it. So probably a better way. I think that's all we have time for, but uh, congratulations on the film and thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.